zone week 15 in the books smell that dusty hello ladies <laughs> i wasn't going for that kind of smell i was saying i can smell the playoffs coming get your head get your head out of the matt riddle gutter all right bro uh well you know we got we got another week uh we're gonna dive into some recaps we're going to talk about some playoff teams. We're going to change it up this week and really dive into some of these playoff teams before we give you our locks of the week. Uh, but let's start with the recaps. You know, before we do, Dustin, I just feel like every week we're talking more and more about refs and, and not the games. Yeah. And every week these games are being decided by refs and, and not by the players and the coaches on the field, but by the guys in black and white. What is going on? It's been like this for a while. You know, the refs kind of, you know, they sometimes, especially in the playoffs, when it comes down to blown calls, it's a major problem. It's been for a long time. And the biggest issue is there's zero accountability. You make a bad call, that's it. You'll be back next game. And I feel like the NFL is too big of a company, too big of, there's way too much money involved, especially now that sports gambling is pretty much legal. There's a lot more fans, I'm sure. And there's just too much riding on these games where you have blown call after blown call that are changing the outcome of games. It's been this way for a long time now. And I think it has to be changed. They need to have, they need to be there definitely needs to be more accountability for the refs. They have to have, you know, uh, the jobs that they have should be more secured. They should treat these refs as if they're like almost players. I mean, they should be. Yeah, I know that they don't have full time jobs. I've seen specials on it and stuff, but that has to change because where we're at with this sport, it's just unacceptable at this point. There's no reason why the calls that were not made this week and the calls that were made this week should be determining who's going to the playoffs and who's not. Yeah, that, that's the unfortunate part is, you know, it's it starts week one. But as we get closer to the playoffs, like you said, it's just like really obvious that that call is just having such a dramatic effect on who's in, who's out, seating, you know, really high stakes stuff. And I, I know one thing that's the right thing to do. And this is the easy thing. The NFL is a billion dollar business. These refs should not have other jobs. This should be their full time job. All of their free time should be going towards this. So you get the best of the best of the best, sir. And it's it's just not the case. And it's that's honestly not forgivable. The other thing that everyone says, though, is they want more technology-based uh, outcomes of these calls in the games. And like that, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted about. Not because of the human element. I don't want human mistakes in football. I like it in baseball with balls and strikes, but I don't like it in football. But what are you going to review all these pass interferences? It's one thing that I support the NFL in is you don't want to slow down the game. You want the game to keep going. We're not watching this game to watch the refs talk. We're watching the game to watch football, but you can't allow holds. You can't allow the pass interferences. I don't know. Do you think pass interference should be reviewable? 
I think they should be, but I think they should be reviewable upon challenge only. And I think maybe they should have it where in the last two minutes of the game, they should be reviewable by the ref team. Um, because now, you know, you see it all the time. There's games where there's passes thrown at the end of the game, like the Dolphins-Bills game this week. I know it was a, it was a call, but, I mean, you're taking a 50-50 shot at getting a call most of the time. Um, and I, I think the way that the, the there's a lot of ticky-tacky foul calls and there's a lot of calls that are, you know, they, they what do they call them? I slip in my mind. Um ghost calls I guess where there's just nothing happened and it, you know it happened in the Super Bowl I mean we know firsthand there was a, a call that was very controversial to end the game um, and I just feel like those calls should be reviewable now they did try this with you know and reps usually stand by their call and they're rarely ever going to admit to a mistake but maybe those go to New York where they review them there and you know there, there definitely there has to be something done I just feel like there's just too much riding on this in so many different ways where they should not be determining outcomes of games outcomes of seeds outcomes of Super Bowls I mean it's just it has to be something has to be done and I agree that I don't like the influence of technology if a ref makes a bad call yeah I'm all with it he you know he made the call he made but that's where it goes back to they should have like refs that have full-time jobs there's accountability the best possible referee is making the best possible call that's that's basically my point yeah i like your idea of it going to new york it's i i don't know why the refs on the field if there's a challenge why do they have to be involved at all new york could be much quicker with that just have new york do all challenges and sure make pass interference reviewable in new york and and make it a challenge that's a good idea or else you're gonna get it personal fouls personal fouls have gotten way yeah I, it's hard to blame. The, I blame the roughs for the pass interference stuff, but the the roughing the passer. I mean, the rules are so muddled, and you know, a lot of times the refs. It's not like they want to make that call, but hey, you put your body weight on the quarterback, whatever that means when you're running full speed at a guy. They have to call it. That's the rule. So I, I think there's a lot of problems that the NFL's got to evaluate this off they season. Can, they can tweak that where it's you know a certain type of pass. Uh, personal foul roughing the passer there could be full-blown took the guy's head off or there's you know sacked him with excessive force it shouldn't be like the same penalty yeah yeah i mean like your finger touches the quarterback's head you touch it you touch his head it's uh I touched his leg. Uh, you know, that's that's a penalty. So, and is that the same as decapitating a guy? You know, no. No, unless you're Mike White, you just get speared through tables all day long by Matt Milano, which is okay. So, they got to do something. It's not going to happen before this year's up. I hope it doesn't impact the playoffs. All I can think about with refs and playoffs, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you could point to, but, man, I'll never shake Drew Brees' last year that he was actually good at football not that last season of his but the one before that 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 non-pi call on the saints that year that cost them a trip to the super bowl you know who the corner was i do but i don't remember right now Nikel roby coleman is that the guy get some fights with everybody no that's chauncey gardner johnson oh that was chauncey gardner johnson yeah. He's really good now. I forgot that was him that got rocked in the face. That was awesome. All right. Well, 
The refs are the refs. Let's get back to the game. Let's get into these game recaps. We're going to go through these pretty quickly. You know, I think we're at the point of the season, Dustin, where it's they are who we thought they were, and that's really starting to show throughout the NFL. 49ers at Seahawks. The Niners are who we thought they are. The defense is just too good. Big cock Brock has got it going on. Oh, easy, it's, man. We got it's kids our only. I know we need we need endorsements. I'm working on Taco Bell uh, for the Seahawks. This is why I picked the Niners. They haven't been scary at home, and you know I love what Geno's doing this year. But they're just against these strong teams. You could kind of see them start to get outmatched. Yeah, they were not able to. I mean, this game wasn't really close. There was a garbage touchdown in the end, and Seahawks are you know they're starting to show their colors where you know where they need to kind of hide them at most. I mean, Gino's still playing good ball, but, you know, I, I never thought they had a chance against a team like the Niners. Um, they're on the brink right now in the playoffs. We'll see how far they get. Uh, as for the Niners, I, man, Purdy's playing really good ball. He's still playing well. looks like a stud out there sometimes. And, you know, we still hang it in the back of our head to who he is and it's Mr. Irrelevant and all that, but he's getting it done right now. I mean, he's playing some pretty good football and with this roster and defense that they have if they you know if they could get that <clears throat> they'll probably get the three they might get the two seed if the vikings keep falling but if they get home they, field, they could get the two seed right now they're on pace for the three seed, so they would be on the road so damn they're unstoppable at home but to go again go up against that defense in this playoffs it's gonna be tough man it makes playoffs exciting though he's a tripod <laughs> Colts at Vikings, one of the best, surprisingly best games of the year. It was 33 nothing. 33 nothing. 33 nothing Colts. Everyone knows what happened. Uh, everyone was talking about the Vikings' demise. We'll be talking about why it's not their demise later because they do exactly this. They go on a 39 to 3 run. They win 39 36. I mean, a Viking showed both their Jekyll and their Hyde this week, and the Colts just showed how horrible they are. Yeah, that, that, I mean, the, the games like this make you think football's fixed. How do you lose a game where you're up 33 nothing? You think and, Jeff Saturday keeps his job? No. No, no I don't think so either. The favor, the, the favor's over. He, he owed Jeff Saturday a favor, and he gave him a HUD coaching job to see if he can, you know, actually be a good coach. Not to say that he's, I mean, I don't know. Whatever you want to call what he's doing over there, um, I just don't know how you let up that many points on a comeback win. It's just crazy. I know they. Lost. I know how because you've never coached anything besides high school football. You played, <laughs> I guess, and you haven't coached, and you're in the NFL against the best of the best of the best, sir. And that's what happens. Ravens at Cleveland, terrible game. Thirteen-three, Cleveland. Obviously, Lamar Jackson not in this game. Deshaun Watson was in this game, but Watson, I mean, it's been a few weeks now. He's still not really doing anything. $230 million man, is that what he is? But but he did he does get the win. Yeah, he got he got the job done. Um, going against the Ravens team without their star player and Lamar Jackson. And we talked about this earlier in the year. The, if Lamar Jackson is not there, or even when he is there, not effective playing a perfect game, they lose. That's just the Ravens' way of playing. Um, Cleveland's defense was just too much for 
the Ravens' offensive attack minus Lamar Jackson, and their Ravens are keep losing, and slowly but surely, the Bengals will. I think they just passed them this week. They just passed them. It, Ravens might not even make the playoffs at this point. Yeah, they need Lamar back. So, and you know, it's going to make them think about giving him the bag. We talk about that all the time. I mean, do you want to invest in a quarterback like this? I know it's. I say they should because it's impossible to let someone like that go and try to find another one but you know you have to always you're gonna have a worry in the back of your mind all the time about him staying healthy you know by the way just sidebar for a second can we talk about the running quarterbacks in the league trey lance lamar jackson you hurt justin fields was out for a little bit jalen hurts we'll talk about he's out i mean all of the uh, kyler murray i mean all of these russian quarterbacks it's it's scary to give these guys a bag. They get hurt. Take and, Josh Allen. Well, Josh Allen's the size of a linebacker. He's the only one that, that doesn't get hurt. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's why it's easy to talk about how awesome he is. But the rest of these guys, it's, it's man, guaranteed money. Can't do it. Dolphins at Bills. Speaking of Josh Allen, 32, 29 Bills. Uh, terrible weather. Great game. Josh Allen's all the way back. He's he's rounding in a form at the right time. Yeah, this was a, this was a, the best game of the week. Really exciting. The snow started coming down late, like Mike McDaniel asked for. And listen, Tua proved that he could play in cold weather, clearly. And they went toe-to-toe with the Bills. Bills were at their home turf. And, you know, I, I see a lot of... Uh, I really still like this Dolphins team. I know they lost, but... As for the Bills, I just – we're going to get into this more later, but they did win the game, and they sustained a long drive to kill the clock at the end of the game and finish on the field, and they got the P.I. call at the end to put the game away. Just a lot of close games with the Bills, though. And um, they, But they're winning the close games. They are they're winning, winning the, big, they, the big games like this. They are winning the big games, and you know their roster gives them a chance to always be in a game and – Josh Allen puts him over the top, clearly. Um, Literally. Even when he's not playing his best ball, he pulls it out. He just, when it turns into backyard football, it's very hard to beat the Bills. And the Dolphins, I think, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's a sneaky team in the playoffs. Not a team I'd want to play. If they, they should make the playoffs. I know they're on the bottom right now of the playoff seating. But um, I really do like the Dolphins moving forward. Yeah, I like the Dolphins moving forward starting next year. It feels like they, even though they played a great game, it feels like they're kind of cooling off a little bit towards the end of the year. Let's see what they can do these last few games. It was cold. Falcons at Saints, 21-18 Saints. I didn't expect it to be this close. Desmond Ritter looked exactly how you thought he might look in his first game, not like a quarterback. And this was just a game where the Saints were able to play keep away. Falcons ran the ball pretty effectively, and that's what made it close. But ultimately, Ritter loses his first game. Yeah, it's just a tough game to play against New Orleans on the road. New Orleans at home generally plays good. Um, rookie quarterback, you expected it to look this way. And uh, the Saints had some big plays by some of their non-playmakers, which was surprising, but they got the job done. And, yeah, I mean, the Saint, the Falcons maybe made it a little interesting at the end, but I never thought they were going to pull it out. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're actually – both these teams are still alive in that – anemic division in the NFC South. So 
hopefully we don't see either of these teams in the playoffs because hey, you know, I certainly hope not. Uh, Steelers at Panthers. You boys, 24-16, get it done. Tomlin's doing a hell of a job, man. He's trying not to get that losing season on his resume. He's coaching the shit out of this team. And they beat uh, a surging, pretty decent Panthers team on the road. Yeah, they exposed Sam Darnold, and our defense is playing really well right now. And, uh, yeah, I think most of the success right now has to do with this team's really playing for their coach. Um, they're trying to keep that winning that winning season streak alive for Mike Tomlin, and it's, it's just great to watch. And um, they look good. T.J. Watt had his best game from, since he came back from the tricep injury. Uh, defense as a whole is playing really well. Najee Harris is finally getting some good games under his belt. Looks good. Looks fresh. Jalen Warren still looks great. Um, they look promising. I'm really excited for this offseason. And uh, rest in peace to Franco Harris. Rest away. in peace, Franco Harris. Yeah, 100%. That was a sad one that we saw happen today. Only 72 years old. It's not that old. Eagles at Bears. 25-20. Eagles. Scary game for the Eagles. Uh, this was a lot closer than I think anyone expected. Justin Fields looked pretty good against a top-notch defense. Uh, I mean, he's still able to run the ball, obviously. The, that play that was not a touchdown that we thought was a touchdown is probably the most spectacular quarterback run of the year. Had that been a touchdown, it was freaking amazing. At the end of the day, the Eagles are able to pull it out. Uh, Jalen Hurts, though, we'll see if he's going to play next week. I'm hearing whispers of broken collarbone. That would be pretty, pretty bad. But in any event, he's still good enough uh, this week to get it done. Yeah, and um, Justin Fields, I feel like he's got like probably the top five running plays this year. And he did this. He played this game pretty much by himself. Their receivers were pretty much non-existent, not on the field. I believe a lot of them were hurt in this game. And um, Justin Fields was, is going to be a special quarterback in this league. Get that rookie card, like I told you. As no for, one cares about the cards. But I, as for Jalen Hurts, I don't know exactly when he hurt his shoulder. I feel like the the Eagles came into this game trying to do some different things with their passing attack in the beginning because they didn't really run the ball until like late in the second half, which was very surprising. And really crazy. You're, you're playing the Bears, a, a weak NFL team, despite how well Justin Fields is playing. You're the number one seed in the NFC, and your star quarterback, uh, p- potentially MVP candidate, has 17 rushing attempts, and Miles Sanders has 11. He didn't even touch the ball in the first half. He didn't. What was that? I, I, I would have to think that they were just, you know, when you get this late in the season, I feel like the Eagles are trying to – not really show their show their hand maybe to because they're in the playoffs i mean they're probably gonna get home field and then you know it was just it was just weird but it goes back to what we talked about last week i feel like you know when you give jalen hurts too much rope like you would josh allen and mahomes he's not capable of playing that way and I, and it showed in this game like i said i don't know when he got hurt um but I feel like they're kind of skating on thin ice just to get through the end of the regular season to try to prepare more for the for the playoffs. Because once they hit playoffs, I know the NFC is not that strong, 
But if they can just keep sustaining the way they've been playing, they're pretty much unbeatable. But you know, they're just—that's uh, the only thing I can think of because you don't get to you you don't get to play an NFL team in practice. You know, this isn't preseason, so the, the only way you can start to try new things would be against a team like the Bears. And they did pull out the win, but you know, they definitely paid for it. Like you said, you should not be giving your MVP type quarterback 17 carries like that. And hopefully, yeah. And back, you know, so. just the last point I'll say on that is uh, I don't agree with that like they're putting too much on his plate or giving him too much rope or anything like that i think you're setting any quarterback up for failure on this team if you're not giving the ball to your really really good running back in the first half it's just or any of the, the game plan backs. and execution just it like just doesn't, doesn't make sense they should have used some of the other guys if they didn't want to put miles sanders under uh, behind the ball they could have used gainwell or scott or they have like 15 guys there. I mean, yeah, well, we'll see what it costs them as the weeks go on here. Kansas City at Texans. The Texans last week, the Cowboys. This week, the Chiefs. I don't know what is happening over there, but they almost beat the Chiefs. But then Patrick Mahomes happened 30 24 Chiefs. Yeah, you'd have to think the same thing. You have to think that they were just rolling into this week, trying new things, and they definitely were not really taking the Texans seriously. I don't know who would at this point. But, you know, they almost gave up their opportunity to take over the one spot in the AFC by losing to a team like Houston. So, you know, as for Houston, I guess great job, by the way, two weeks in a row. You played against top teams in the league and you almost got a win. But I mean, I mean, their roster was depleted too. I, I just, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's still no Brandon Cooks, no Nico Collins. I mean, I love the way Chris Moore is playing. He even got banged up. So, you know, you might hear me talk about how the Texans put up twenty four a little later in this show when we talk about the Chiefs and their playoff chances. Cowboys at Jags. I mean, this is arguably your game of the week. Forty thirty four final overtime. Jags win. Oh. Trevor Lawrence, this the dude's hot. What can I say? You should need more than apology. You need to start getting on your knees and begging for. Uh, I'll brush his hair for him if you want. I, I don't know, but he looked fantastic against this vaunted Cowboys defense. Almost He's gave it away. Arguably, yeah, the Cowboys gave it away. Oh, Trevor Lawrence is Lawrence arguably the hottest. Gave it away. He fumbled that ball. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. I know. I texted you, too. I really thought he had that great run for a first down, and he didn't protect the ball. And he's going to remember that play. I mean, if they lost, maybe he would remember it better. But put that ball away, especially once you got the first down, man. But he got another chance. And, well, the Jaguars' defense got that chance in overtime. They really saved that game. But but Trevor Lawrence sent in the overtime, and he's the hottest quarterback in the NFL. And the Cowboys are going to have to – uh, deal with this one and move on and get the ship right because the playoffs are coming. Maybe they're just rounding in a cowboy playoff form. Yeah, choking December, at the end of games. It's December football for Dallas. They're uh, don't add us, Cowboys fans. Lions at Jets. The heartbreaker. Twenty seventeen. Lions. You know, I was scared about this game. And Zach Wilson. He had some pretty interesting really great throws especially you know rolling out of the pocket and just chucking it deep but man this guy you know you watch him i'm not gonna say he sucks but he you know look clearly judge didn't want to start him again yet he is a broken quarterback i mean when you're skipping the ball to your receiver that's five yards away from you on a screen pass just like you got the yips and he's, you know, he's got to yip his way into the offseason and just 
take care of himself, work on his mechanics, and just try to battle for the job in training camp next year. Unfortunately, though, he had to start because Mike White's hurt. Lions are a pretty good team. You can't run on them these days. So Zach Wilson had to do it all by himself. And the Jets, D played great all game until the very end. So they blow it. I'm not going to talk much about it. Good for the Lions. I hope they make the playoffs. So do I. I mean, I felt like the Lions just kind of came into this game with the game plan and just waiting for the Jets to turn the ball over, and they did. And they had the they had the punt return touchdown and that kind of sealed it. I mean, as far as from a point standpoint, because you can't see Zach Wilson putting up that many points. You know, he like you said, he, you you hit it on a good point. He he doesn't look like where he's incapable of showing his why they drafted him because when he does roll out of the pocket, he does make some pretty pretty throws. I mean, there's throws that he makes that a lot of quarterbacks in the league can't do. And, you know, I hear a lot of Jets fans talk about he's, his ceiling and everything, but, like, is his ceiling still a thing? Like, are we still talking about because he's a second overall pick? I mean, you look at a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, who, for me personally, like, I still think in the back of my mind of what I think of him, but if he was a top-five pick or even a first-round pick, he'd probably be thinking, oh, this is what we expected. But when you look at Zach Wilson, you know, I feel like he's getting – He's getting all of the, you know, opportunities that he gets because of his draft pick, but people keep talking about his ceiling. But I really don't think he'll ever touch anywhere near what Patrick Mahomes is. And, you know Well, definitely not that. Well, that's why uh, he was drafted so high, because that's what he was could be. But I don't think that's even a possibility at any any possible level. There's no way. I mean, I see like maybe they should just design his plays to run outside like Russell Wilson used to do and maybe they'll play better football, but that's really all he is at this point. That's all he is right now. And listen, Salah said it, you know, during the week, he's after this game, he said, you know, obviously everyone wants him to be outside and making those crazy throws. And like you said, he showed all the natural ability in the world, but you know, you can't rely on that. You also have to be able to stand in the pocket and deliver the ball to a target on target. And he's just on that short to intermediate. He's just not there right now. I think he needs more time. I'm not ready to write him off. But obviously, it doesn't look great for him right now. But, you know, look, Trevor Lawrence, his first 17 games of his career were not pretty. Not and, like you know, give it a little more time. And and Zach Wilson hasn't had uh, the amount of games that Trevor Lawrence has had. I'm not saying he's Trevor Lawrence. I wish Trevor Lawrence was a Jet. But whatever. Uh, Jets playoff chances are looking pretty, pretty slim right now. But the Lions are looking up and up. And I'd like to see them get there. Although their pass defense is atrocious. It's the fact that talking good about them. I I love the Lions, though. Their run defense is elite. Their pass defense defense too have gotten better since they fired their secondary. I did say that. Watching it firsthand against the Jets, it's atrocious. Cardinals at Broncos, 24-15. Broncos, the battle of the backup quarterbacks. I'm gonna chalk this one up to who cares? Broncos got a win, baby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's ride. Patriots at Raiders. The craziest ending to a game I've ever seen. You know, Jacoby Myers, or actually I should say Ramondre Stevenson. I I don't mind his lateral to Jacoby Myers. He was right there. So I don't blame Ramondre Stevenson, but Jacoby Myers, what the? 
fuck I, are you doing? I blame Ramondre Stevenson because he got it. He got the train going, and then the, everything just went out the window from there. Oh my god, was and that then, amazing? Uh, Jacoby was like, "Okay, that's what we're doing," and then he just throws a hail mary across his body like he's Trevor Lawrence, and then there was no one there except Raiders and Mac Jones. And Chandler Jones. You see Mac Jones? Even the ball in the air, Mac Jones was just like standing there ready to tackle. Well, and yeah, even if he went for the flash, ball, we got him Mac Jones is not going to fight for the ball against Chandler Jones, and he's certainly not going to tackle him. That was awesome. It was the only thing that could pick up my day after that Jets loss that was just gutting, uh, was seeing the Patriots essentially get eliminated from the playoffs on a play like that. <laughs> Titans at Chargers. 17-14 Chargers overtime. Chargers are starting to look good, man. I mean, it wasn't uh, a great performance, but Justin Herbert. How about that throw to Mike Williams on the sideline? There yeah. are maybe three people on the entire planet that can make that throw. Yeah, and I'm one of them. But, you know, besides that, <laughs> hey. You know, Going I, back to the turkey ball? Wing it, baby. Oh. Perfect completion percentage. Yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah, the Chargers look like a better team when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are on the field. But more importantly, their defense actually stepped up in this game. Uh, Derrick Henry got what he, you know, he got his in the first half, and then it kind of just kind of like went away. And the Titans' limited attack was just not enough to beat a team like the Chargers, who are starting to play better. Um, I'm still not sold on them. I don't think they could beat the the juggernauts of the AFC just yet. Their defense is still a liability. I mean, I'm, I'm not forgetting what they, what numbers they put up in the past against some better teams, but. Yeah, it was a good it was a good win for them. Much needed and you know, they're getting a little bit of momentum and Herbert is Herbert's like their whole attack, but I think it's easier for him to play this way when he has his weapons. Well, you say he's their whole attack and he is, but what I like is, you know, they don't run the ball especially well, but no one has a higher rate of passing to their running backs than the Chargers. Uh it goes to Austin Eckler or any of those backs all of the time. Like, I think 45% of pass plays are passes to their running backs or passes at the line of scrimmage. So despite that great arm, yeah, it is Justin Herbert because their running game is their short passing game. And, you know, Justin Herbert's playing really well right now. For the Titans, that's four games in a row they lose. Ryan Tannehill looks like he's going to be done for the year. So Malik Willis is going to be playing... Uh, and uh, I guess you could call it a ha- uh, H-back position at the quarterback because he does not look good throwing the ball. I think your bet for the Jaguars to take this division is looking pretty solid right now, buddy. Yeah, I'm, until you just jinxed it. Yeah, I just I just jinxed the shit out of that. But the Titans, ah, this does not look like a team that should be in the playoffs right now. Uh, you know, there's four so- game skid. Tannehill out. Yeah, he's he's out. Done. Yeah, I think he. I mean, they say he hurt his ankle. They say he might even need surgery. He came back though. He did come back. It was a gutsy performance, but he's definitely out for this week. And I just, I don't think he's coming he, back this year. You see, when he got hurt, he was in the tent and he was looking out of the tent to see what was going on. Pretty- <laughs> yeah, I I love Ryan Tannehill. I'm a fan. I have to say, looks like Tosh. He does kind of look like that. Bengals at Bucks. Uh, the Bengals take it. They, they win again. The Bucks lose again. And, Crazy you game. know, I, I don't know what else to say at this point about the Bucks. Bengals are surging, man. Yeah, but they did not look good in the first half. Actually, the Bucks, they, the Bucks played their best football in the first half of this game. And then it was turnover city. And the Bengals just. Brady's cooked. Yeah, I mean. Uh, 
you could call him cooked, but I'm not. I still think he's a good quarterback. I just think this team is just not good. They're not a good football team. They're not a well coached. But why? They have all the offensive weapons. They've had all year for the offensive line to gel, even if they're down a few guys. Their offensive line disappeared again, as they've done all year. And it just makes things harder when you have a 45-year-old quarterback, you know, back there that's just taking hits. He's not going to escape the pocket. You know, his, his timing with his receivers has been off. The defense is like hit or miss. Leonard Fournette has not had a good year. They're just not a good football team. And then on top of that, we talk about it all the time. Bruce Arians is not the coach anymore. And I just feel like that leadership as far as a coaching role is just not there. And there's, you know, Tom Brady can kick and scream all he wants. This team is just not responding well to him. And I think at this point, I think he's kind of given up. I mean... I don't think he's given up, but something on this team's given up. Something's clearly just just not working. But you're right. This is probably the best they looked in a while. They have two weeks to try to hit their stride. Gronk tweeted that he's getting a little bored. Maybe he comes back, and uh, if he does come back, I more importantly, the Bengals are a really good football team, and their defense has been underrated all year. Nobody talks about them being one of the better defenses in football, and obviously because of their offensive attack with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and all that firepower, they get a lot of praise. But they are possibly the best team in the AFC. They beat the Chiefs multiple th- the Chiefs can't beat them uh, they lost them again this year and the only team they have not faced is the Bills but I do think they could beat the Bills so they're that'd the best be a cool team. matchup in the playoffs if that happens Giants at Commanders your Monday nighter you know we could talk about the non-calls with and that last play that that was so egregious the the commander receiver being held but the end at the end of the day the Giants took care of their business. This puts them in great position to make the playoffs. Daniel Jones is playing pretty decent ball. I'm not going to say good ball. I'll say decent ball. He's playing good football. Let's give him yeah, that. Yeah, he's playing good football. He's, he's taking care ball. of the ball. He's. I mean, how about that drive to, to essentially put the game away before the commander's last drive? He got it done, man. Against a pretty good defense. And they play a very conservative football game, and they rely on their blitzes on defense. And Kayvon Thibodeau, man, he had a show. Oh, what a game. He played amazing, and he had the fumble touchdown, and that pretty much sealed it. With a team like the Commanders, they can hang around with, and eventually, you know, that's a a play that will win you the game. It's just when they play – a, a high-powered offense like the Eagles or even the Vikings, and then you and that's know when, that's when it doesn't work out. Has to do more than he can. That's when it gets pretty ugly. All right, question for you. This is a, this is really something we should talk about in the off season. But just no. quick answer: Is Daniel Jones the Giants' starter next year? I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say yes because I, I think don't. So too. Give him a one-year deal. I just don't think Brian Dable wants it to be that way. Maybe, but who else are you going to get? You know, I, mean, I, I think looked, that's... This looked pretty ugly in the, before this game. They looked like an ugly team. We say it yeah. all the time. They're not... It they need receivers. They need, they, need, they need a lot. I'll give you They're that. The receiving core doesn't make things easy for them. Um, but they need weapons. So I, I just don't know what else they're going to get. Yeah, it's... We'll see. Like no know, one's going to go to New York and, you know... Uh, I don't know. Well, it depends if they have the money and they're willing to spend it. Nobody that good. Uh, we'll like, like, like if maybe if the Titans move on from Tannehill, then maybe something like that. Is that something you think the Giants would do? Or, I mean, I don't 
don't know. That to me is like it's an upgrade, but not it's not putting them over the top. And like you said, like they they just have so many other holes. Saquon's going to be a free agent, so. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting offseason in New York for the Giants. But we're not up to the offseason yet. We're heading towards the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of teams to talk about. So we're going to start breaking it down now with the top seeds in each conference each week. We'll pick some more teams. One of us will make the argument for. The other will make the argument against. So why not start with the alien himself, Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, Dustin, tell me why this team can win it all. Well, it starts with Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes is by far the best quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, when they won the Super Bowl, I don't know, was it 2019? 2019 when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, quite some time ago now. They had their defense was much better than it's been since then. Uh, since yeah, their defense hasn't been the same since then. They lost Tyron Matthew, so I think for them to win it all, they're gonna have to. They definitely need to get better in the middle of the field. So they always have a chance to. They are always going to be the favorite, I would think, especially if they get home field. So I feel like with Patrick Mahomes behind center they're always going to be in the driver's seat. And when you're going up against that attack, I feel like the Chiefs actually gotten better than they were when Tyreek Hill was was there because now Patrick Mahomes is spreading the ball middle of the field. He's hitting, you know, the, the, the defense's scheme supposedly that is working, which it's not, but it's pl- much better than a, a, you know, a team that blitzes because you can't blitz him. And, you know, when they run these shell defenses with two safeties, he just operates the middle of the field. And now he's starting to build a rhythm with his receiving core, which is – Let's face it, a lot of those guys can run. So I feel like as far as an offensive attack, they're good. They're a good bet to put up 30 points a game. So you're already in the hole putting up, going up against the team that's going to put up 30 on you. Plus, plus if they get home field, I think that's going to be a huge advantage to them if the Bills lose that spot. And as far as their defense goes, I feel like their pass rush does rely mostly on Chris Jones. But I feel like there's other players there that will have big games in the playoffs. Players like Karloftis and <clears throat> who's actually had a good season on that not a lot of people talk about. Because Chris Jones Chris Jones gets most of the buzz. Frank Clark is not playing up to the contract, but he's still effective. And I feel like with with all of that said, there has to be a lot to go right for you to keep this team. Listen, Mahomes will make mistakes, but they are actually they have the best record against against uh, they have a winning record against when they lose the turnover battle. If that makes sense, which is crazy. So even when he turns the ball over, you still have to play perfect football to beat the Chiefs. And obviously they they did lose a couple of games, but even the game they lost against the Bengals, that was a late game that the kind of got away from them and it was, I think they lost by a field goal at the end of the game where Burrow just drove the field. And it usually comes down to possessions. If you have, if you're able to sustain drives against the Chiefs, that's the only way you're going to beat them if you're the last to touch the ball, like they kind of did with the Bills last year. And I just feel like the Chiefs are always going to be the favorite. And when Mahomes is back against the wall, he's the best quarterback in the league. So I really think it's a tough, really tough task to ask to beat this team in the playoffs. Well, I'll tell you why one of these teams is going to step up and be up to the task. You know, I can't take anything away from Mahomes. We've talked about him all year. 
but there's no Tyree Kill. That means that over 25% of their offense goes to Kelsey. 35%. Mahomes is going to have 50 touchdowns this year. Even with that number, 35% of Mahomes' passing touchdowns are to Kelsey. So what happens if if one defensive coordinator finds a way to just take Kelsey away, which everyone says they're going to do, but it just takes one team, take Kelsey away, and make him beat you with the other guys. And who else is there? There's Juju, who has not been consistent and has been in and out of the lineup lately with 71 catches. After Juju, the next highest guy with on the receptions total list for the Chiefs, Jarek McKinnon with 45. That means he averages three catches a game. It's and fun. that's next on the list after Juju and after Kelsey. So you take Kelsey away, and you have Juju in the middle of the field. You have Jarek McKinnon at or behind the line of scrimmage. And you have a chance to maybe slow down Mahomes. That's not my strongest argument. That's one way you can approach the Chiefs offense. But Patrick Mahomes is dangerous. His defense is not dangerous. And you made my point for me. You take away Chris Jones. You stop him. There's no pass rush coming. They are allowing the most passing touchdowns in the NFL 30 so far. It's last. They are bottom 10 in takeaways. They almost lost to the freaking Texans who put up 24 points on them, platooning two quarterbacks and having a red zone quarterback, former Gator, Jeff Driscoll, who I can promise you sucks. So this team, and specifically this defense, they have shown the NFL that they are not up to the task this year. I don't think it's any defense that teams are going to be fearing coming in. And by the way, if they're not, if they're going to lose to a team like the Texans, which they didn't, but they almost did, they only need to slip up one more game and they're going to lose their home field advantage. And finally, they're going to have to travel to the Bills instead of the other way around. Or if they get even more unlucky, they're going to travel to the Bengals. And we already know what Joe Burrow does to them. So the Chiefs are losing. Yeah. You know, Going into these arguments, I when I got the Chiefs to win, I kind of wanted the Chiefs to lose because I agree with everything you said. Thanks, man. I feel really passionate and about that one. There's ones coming up I don't feel good about, but I feel I just, pretty good I about just, that one. The Chiefs are – I mean, the easy argument is to just talk about Mahomes, right? And then with Spagnuolo, the way they've been playing defense, man, they're leaving the door open for a loss. And I'm kind of going it's, against – It's just like that. Losing, but that's Mahomes could put up 30 and still lose, and, and that missed, would suck. They missed the honey badger. But listen, man. Yes, they do. I was thinking that too. You make it sound like it's easy to just take Travis Kelsey off the field. No, that's not easy. No one's been able to do it all year. And no, don't, forget about, don't forget about Kadarius Tony. Don't forget about Isaiah Pacheco. Is probably what about best. Kadarius Tony? His I'm just saying he's a, he's a weapon and he could be something big in the playoffs. But also Isaiah Pacheco is probably the best running back that they've had in the last, since Kareem Hunt's been there. Yeah, it's, I didn't want to talk about their, their ability fumbling. to run the football because that's been getting better. And, you know, I kind of skimmed over Juju, but he's starting to hit his stride, like you said, in the middle of the field. So I just got to stop fumbling the ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pacheco has to stop fumbling the ball, and too. Juju. Yeah, he'll be all right. He's fine. Let's move on. Let's go to the Bills. Now I could actually make an argument for a team instead of against a team. First, I'm just going to talk about just globally with the Bills and not even get that specific. Yeah, they have the playoff experience. They could have, should have, would have beat the Chiefs last year. Stephon Diggs has that dog at him. Josh Allen wants it bad. 
This is the best roster they've had. They've continued to get better each year. This is their year. This offense has shown that after their rough patch, they are once again unstoppable. You know, Josh Allen, he's one of the top passers in the league, and that's not counting his running game. He's the only one of these rushing quarterbacks that doesn't get hurt because he hurts you more than you can hurt him when he runs the ball. No, I didn't just jinx him. I I certainly hope not. But, you know, I just think of personally the Jets game that the Jets just lost to the Bills – where Josh Allen couldn't throw, and yet he was still unstoppable. He could still make those plays. And I think he's going to do that all playoffs long. He's going to run the ball. He's going to put his body on the line. And he's pretty damn good at passing the ball. So if he faces this Chiefs lifeless defense or or someone like that, yeah, he'll be able to pass all over him. And if not, he's going to run. He's going to pick up the first down. He's going to do what he has to do. And they are on the verge for the first time in their last few years where they've been the strong of having the road come through Buffalo in December and January in the cold, potentially in the snow and the rain. These are the games they want to play. These are the games they win. Even running the ball. I think this is the best they've looked running the ball in the past few years. Devin Singletary. I mean, we know in like the fantasy community, no one wanted to believe in him this past year. And, you know, he's not uh, just a destroyer of worlds by any means, but he stayed healthy. He's running the ball well. You got James Cook who's coming on strong. He's got fresh legs. And that's just the offense. This defense, yes, they lost Von Miller. He was the top pass rusher. They signed him for the playoffs, and he was their top pass rusher. But guess what? When they signed him, Gregory Rosal was not doing what he's now doing in the second half of this year. He is an absolute terror to offenses. He's been playing just as good as Von Miller. He's been getting just as many pressures, just as many sacks. All the metrics are there. You have Ed Oliver up the middle, plugging up the run and getting off the passer. Matt Milano is a fantastic linebacker at the second level. Pro bowler Jordan Poyer in the back end, hitting Rachel Bush from the back end. You have good players all over this defense, and they're hungry. If this road goes through Buffalo, I don't see why – any team should be favored over them. Yeah. Uh, they're going to need this road to go to Buffalo because I think things are... Everything you said is basically what we were saying last year. I feel like Josh Allen has not been the same quarterback. He's number one in the league in turnover-worthy passes. That's a problem for me. They play a lot of close games. They, they're playing a little bit different football this year. They're sustaining drives. They are running the ball more, which is good. But they're still running the ball with Josh Allen too much for me, for my liking. You can't expect a quarterback to play at a high level, especially the level he plays at, for this much, that, that much time deep into the playoffs and just be fully healthy. With that being said... I just feel like a lot of the Bills football games are very unfiltered offenses. They're, they play dirty ball. There's a lot of backyard football going on. So that's why we've seen a lot of red zone turnovers from Josh Allen this year. And that will bite them in the ass in the playoffs. When you're playing a team like the Bengals or the Chiefs, you can't turn the ball over. Because when you do, you're leaving the door open to lose the game. So... For me, I just feel like they're relying way too much on the big play, which they've got. They've gotten all year. When we saw it against the Lions, we saw it last week against the Dolphins. You know that 
for him to sustain plays like that to win the games because they've won a lot of close games this year. I feel like their their losses have been a total of seven points total when they lost to the Jets, the Vikings, and I can't remember Dolphins. the Dolphins. I mean, those were all close games, and the games they've won a lot of these times this year have been very close games. Just too many close games for me. And you said it. You hit it right on the head. Yes, they lost the piece that was supposed to put them ahead of everybody else. Von Miller. You don't replace a player like that. He's one of the greatest pass rushers we've ever seen, and he's not there. He's out for the year. So you could talk about Rosau and Ed Oliver and Epinesa and all the other players, Matt Milano. It's just when you lose a player like Von Miller, that's a huge difference. We saw how good they were against the Rams opening week, and now they're missing that. So I feel that is the piece for me and the way Josh Allen's been playing all year, which makes them not the favorite behind both teams, the Chiefs and the Bengals. And good luck. Buffalo. All right, counterpoint for that. Last year, who had the better roster, the Chiefs or the Bills? I mean, when you have Mahomes on your team, you're the better roster. Well, last year they were the better roster. Do you think this year, right now, even without Von Miller, do you think the Chiefs have a better roster than the Bills? Uh, Ain't no way. It's not not really about the roster for me, though. It's more about – it's more about the way they play and the way – listen, the Chiefs can go out and blow anybody out. Would you be surprised if the Chiefs win a blowout against the Bengals or the Bills? No, but you'd be surprised if the Bills blew out a team like the Chiefs because Patrick – I disagree. Patrick I would Mahomes be surprised get if the Bills out, got though. blown out. And, and I think the Bills – I wouldn't be – I would be more surprised if the Chiefs blew out the Bills and vice versa because I think the Bills roster is so much better this year. I think they've learned how to win the close game. And by the way, yes, Von Miller, obviously a huge loss. Without Von Miller, is their pass rush better or worse right now than it was last year? I think it's better. I think Ed Oliver's better. I think Ooh, Greg right. Rosau is better. You're never it's, better without Von Miller, man. No, but I'm saying compared to their roster last year without Von Miller. Yeah, so, you could say that, but that still doesn't make them enough to beat those teams. I think it's I mean, the sure, best Bills can. team, even without Von Miller. I think it's the best Bills defense, and I think it's the best Bills team we've seen in the last three years. And now they have the, that experience of the last two years and Buffalo. Yeah, but Josh Allen is not playing his MVP ball, and that's my problem. He's he's, he's getting there, man. Six turnover-worthy passes, dead last in football. Not lately, though. Doesn't matter. They're still there, and why? Because he had two good weeks. Listen, I'm making that's right. Two good weeks. Two more good weeks. It's going to be four good weeks, and then they're going to get the bye. Got to beat, and they're going to the they're going to hit the AFC, ground running. The AFC is the best football in, that we're seeing. Bengals and Chiefs. Those are the teams you got to worry about. Not Detroit. Not New York Jets. Not whoever else they're playing. Even Miami. They almost lost that game. We shall see, man. I I believe in Buffalo. I believe. I will now go on to something maybe I don't believe, but I'm going to make the argument for them anyway. Minnesota Vikings have a chance to win it all, Dustin. And I'll tell you why. Regardless of their defense that I've trashed every single week on this podcast, they have the second best record in the NFC, which means that up until the NFC championship game, they are going to have the home field advantage. And they're only going to have to go on the road if it's the Eagles that went out and they see them in the NFC championship. So you got to go to Minnesota. It's going to be a insane environment to play in in the playoffs. That's number one. Number two, Kirk has shed the primetime Kirk bus label. He's gotten it done in primetime, sometimes, mostly. Uh, he's put up the big numbers. 
He's played those terrible Kirk Cousins games and has come back to outscore teams 39-3 to last week. So he clearly has the ability to turn it on. Justin Jefferson, what more needs to be said? He's the best receiver in the game. It's going to be hard to pin him down. I will say that in the beginning of the year, it was very obvious that everything was going to Justin Jefferson. You shut down Justin Jefferson, you shut down the Vikings offense. That has not been the case lately. Thielen has started coming on stronger. But more importantly, you have TJ Hawkinson joining the squad. He's played great since he's come over, and he's only getting more acclimated into the offense. And then this past week, who was the most instrumental receiver to get the Vikings back in this game? It wasn't Justin Jefferson. It wasn't Adam Thielen. It wasn't TJ Hawk. It was my dude, KJ Osborne. I love this guy. I think he's a really good player. He had a true breakout game. He proved that... If you can't go to Justin Jefferson, he's a guy you can absolutely depend on. If Jefferson's being doubled or tripled, you could go to him. And by the way, Dalvin Cook still looks great. Obviously, with that huge screen pass, he's a danger in the passing game. Obviously, he's a good running back. This offense can put up 30 to 40 points on any defense. I really believe that. And you know what? They might just need to get a little lucky on defense with a turnover, but... This offense could outscore anyone. And that is why if the road goes through Minnesota, which it very well might, all the way to the Super Bowl, then they can make it to the Super Bowl. And if they can make it to the Super Bowl, anything can happen, Dusty. Are you're not gonna put you're not gonna talk about the defense? I don't wanna talk about that defense. You're not gonna talk about the defense at all? Uh, the, the yeah. defenses might. I said they might create yeah, a turnover. Right, right. What, what else can I tell you? I mean, about when you're them? talking about KJ Osborne and stuff like that, let, let's face it, man. This team does not belong in the playoffs. Uh, they belong in the playoffs. I don't think they do. This defense, this team has no chance at winning a game. I mean, what are they going to be? They'll probably be the three seed because the NFC South is terrible. Two seed. So, uh, yeah, you know what? They they have a chance to win one game. They get a home game. But, I mean, I just want to talk about how bad this defense is. They're the worst defense in football, and it's not even close. Harrison Smith, I love him, but he's definitely taken a step back in his game. This is the worst secondary in football. They're literally playing prevent defense and when the game starts. And when you uh, – for people that don't really understand schemes and coverages, they're playing quarters defense most of the time, which is insane. So – I mean, that to me, at least, I'm in the middle of a pod. Hold on one second. You can't play shell defenses in this league, especially when you're a playoff team, because now you're about to play teams that actually know what they're doing. So they've been getting burned every game for, I don't know, they've been exposed pretty badly in the last four weeks now. And, you know, on top of that, they can't stop the run. Their defense as a whole is just awful. And Christian Darasaw is not healthy. He, We saw how bad things turned around when he left the field. They were not able to beat anybody, pretty much. And that's the biggest thing for me. They're letting up almost seven, 65% of their passes are being completed to the, when in the coverage of the secondary. They're just lost. And... That's not changing. So maybe they get one win after that. It's lights out for them. I don't think they can beat anybody. There's just too much. Uh, too You're asking way too much for a team that's very one-dimensional on offense because, yes, Justin Jefferson is 
probably the best player in the league outside of the top quarterbacks. And I think he deserves strong consideration for MVP because of his performance this year. But if you can limit, which is very hard to do, but the Eagles did do it. And it's, that's pretty much a wrap for this team. They're just, they're just not a good Osborne, man. Yeah, you're talking about KJ Osborne. You know, he's I don't I like know. that dude. It's just it for me the Vikings have way too much to overcome on defense and they're just they're just not going to be able to stop the attack even like a team like the Cowboys. They have no chance. No chance. I mean, look what the Cowboys did to them. They beat them what was it 40 to 10 or something? A lot to a little. I made the best argument I can for the man. I didn't even bring up the defense once because of how atrocious that defense is. You know, the only other thing I'll say is that they played in close games all year. So you have to imagine that if they put up the, the points beginning. in the playoffs and they're in a close game, they're unflappable. They've been there before. They know what they have to do. Is it going to be enough? You know, I tend to believe your argument over mine, but you never know. Captain Kirk might need a few extra chains. Mid. Last but not least, the Philadelphia Eagles. The number one record in the NFL. We've talked about the quote-unquote triple option, which we're, we have trademarked here at the New Age Footballers. Tell me why they're going to win it all, Dusty. They're going to win it all because they're the best roster in the league from top to bottom. And it starts up front with the offensive line and the defensive line, if you're talking offensively and defensively. So when you have that mixed in with Jalen Hurts playing much better than he was last year and their rushing attack much better than it was last year, they gotten probably better as as good as as better as you will see a team get better this is probably the best you've seen in a long time from year to year turnover and the eagles don't turn the ball over i know they did last week but they were doing things that were very uncharacteristic of them so i'll i'll just put that one to the side so what if they get their running game going in the playoffs there's not a team that could beat them and i'm talking the entire league they're way too far they're way too firepower heavy on offense A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, where Devonta Smith is at in his career, where A.J. Brown is at in his career, make a, uh, Jalen Hurts an MVP candidate because that's what that's what happened this year. We talk about the triple option. They're impossible to prepare for. Even if you do prepare for them, you're not comfortable doing so. So on top of that, he's the best quarterback in the league on play action. He's the best quarterback throwing deep balls down the field because of the players he has. So if he puts that dime out there with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, good luck stopping that. If you're going to prepare for that, then you're going to get beat up on the ground with his legs and Miles Sanders' legs. On the defense side of the ball, this is the most physical defense you're going to go up against. They play bully ball. They throw people around. They're very hard to run against, especially with the new additions that they've added in Dominican Sue and Jonathan Hankins, I think it was, who they added. And then on top of that, their pass rush. Their pass rush is from the interior to the outside. They're better than probably as far as how deep they are at their attack. They're not better than teams like the Cowboys, but they're probably a top 10 pass rushing team. And on top of that, you have their secondary. Best secondary in football, in my opinion. I know you talk about the Jets, but I think the Jets took a step back in the last couple weeks and the Eagles are just has not stopped. This is not a team you want to get down early on because they will not let up. 
and their way they're coached. They're coached from top to bottom, better than probably any other team in the league. Nick Sirianni's got this team flawless, playing uh-huh. flawless football at this point. And I believe that they have the ability to get up big and not get off, not take the foot off the gas. And I feel like when they do that, they have a better opportunity than any other team to blow a team out. I do think the Eagles get to the Super Bowl this year, and I do think the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year because of everything I just said. So good luck. Fly equals fly. Well, listen, it's it's a good argument. I, I've not been shy about my love for Jalen Hurts and this offense and their defense all year long. I can't disagree with anything you said. And I will tell you, I have no stats to give you right now of why they're going to lose. And yet I have an argument of why they're going to lose that. Unfortunately, I actually really believe. And I do think they're going to lose, even though I probably want this team to win more than any other team in the playoffs, except I hate their fans, but I love the team, but they are going to lose. And there was one little reason in that I, as a general rule, don't believe in teams and especially quarterbacks that have never been there before. Jalen Hurts has never played on a playoff, let alone Super Bowl stage. It's his second year in the league. He played last and year. Everyone, oh, in the playoffs, yeah, and they got bounced very early. Yeah, but it was a joke. But no, he has not had the big game experience of going deep into a playoff, playing those divisional and conference championship, let alone Super Bowl games. It's a huge game. And I actually think Jalen Hurts has that Mamba mentality, Michael Jordan, whatever you want to call it. I really believe he has that. But I just – I've always believed in playoff experience. The only time that I bet against that that I was wrong about was Mahomes' magical year where his first year starting and he won the Super Bowl. So that would be one reason, but not even one that I – think okay that's why they're gonna lose because i really think like you said this team is stacked so regardless of experience i think they would be fine however here's why i really think they're gonna lose hurts just hurt his shoulder and i think it's the left i don't think it's throwing but if it's a crack or if something's going with that collarbone i'll tell you what's gonna happen he's not gonna play this week he's not gonna play week 17 he's not gonna play week 18 they're gonna have the bye they're still gonna win enough games to have the bye so they're not going to play wild card weekend. So they're going to be playing divisional weekend. If Jalen Hurts really doesn't play for the rest of this year, and then he, that's the first game he plays, he hasn't played a live football game in almost six weeks. That is just way too long to be on the sidelines and then come into game action in a playoff atmosphere against these teams that have been busy getting hot while you've been on the sideline and win the Super Bowl. And I I really actually, unfortunately, believe that. And I think that that's what's going to happen. And you know what? Just too cute running the ball 17 times this late in the year. It wasn't necessary. And I think it's going to cost them big time. Fair enough. All right. So now I'm going to go off this. this, sure. We're this, off our arguments. This Eagles kick. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, but you know what, though? Like, even if he's hurt and he doesn't play these games, it goes back to what I said last week about what Mike Parsons said. I think this team is that good where they actually can win with Hurts not doing too much. And I think... I think that's true. As at where they're at as a roster, the way they're coached, and as a whole, everything they do, 
I think they're the best team in the NFC. The only team that I think can beat them is the 49ers. I think I knew if, you were about to say that. If they play the Niners, I think they're they're going to be in trouble because the Niners' defense is way too good, and Shanahan's offensive attack is a team that could put up points. So we're really going to have to see what Purdy can do. On top of that. Who knows, man? They, they 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 have a good they have a good chance to make it to the Super Bowl. But once they get there, the team that they're going to be playing, I think, will be better than them because of Hurts. No yeah, disrespect. I don't believe in the Mike Parsons thing. I do like that Parsons inadvertently gave Jalen Hurts the nickname "the System." I actually love that for Hurts, but I, I love Hurts, and I hope I'm wrong. But just five weeks, if he's really off for five weeks, time. You're right. He doesn't have to do too much, especially his first game back. He could just run the ball and do the highly efficient passes, take a few deep shots, and yeah, they could 100% win the game, and maybe that's the formula. Yeah, run against the Niners. Well, we'll see. That'd be, that would be that. It would be a great matchup. I hope that's the NFC Championship. Certainly not the Vikings, even though I argued for them. All right, let's jump into game previews for this week. That was a lot of fun. We'll do it next week with us with some more teams. But now. More importantly, let's get to the games. Let's get some locks. Let's build up some money so we can put even more money on the playoff games. And we're going to start with the Thursday nighter. Jags at the Jets. Jets minus 1.5. They're home. It's going to pour, Dustin. And the Jets can't run the ball. And Zach Wilson starting. I mean, I don't want to pick against the Jets, but Trevor Lawrence is getting hot. Although, I'd like to see what he does against this Great defense. I think it's going to be a really close game, but uh, I'm on the Jets. Zach Wilson starting. We saw what he we saw what he did in the wind. Now we got rain. Yeah, not looking. Jaguars good. defense sucks. They do, but they're also playing a quarterback that likes to turn the ball over. I think the Jags win this one. Jets playoff chances, man, dwindling. Yeah, I think it might be over for them. Uh, I do kind of like the Jags. I'm just I'm not willing to say it. New York Giants at Minnesota. Minnesota minus three point five. And point five is a little scary. It's in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm on the Vikings. Yeah, as bad as the Vikings secondary is, it's in Minnesota. You said it's in Mini. Minus three and a half. Three and a half. That half point's a little scary. Too many points. I'm going to take the Giants in this one. I think that their defense is good enough to keep up. And I don't know if they win the game, but I think they'll cover the spread. Backdoor cover. Yeah, I'm off that game. It's it's just a little too high of a spread. New Orleans at Cleveland. Cleveland favored by two and a half. I'm going to put this one in the who cares column. And... I'm going to take the Saints because why not? Screw the Browns. Cleveland's home? Yeah. And they're what, – what's the spread? They're favored by two and a half. Yeah. I don't like them as a as a home favorite. They're not They're not that good that they've earned that status. I got to take Cleveland, man. I think you got to figure Watson kind of gets something going at, at some point. I think the defense is just too much for Andy Dalton. Saints knows, know how to erase the run, and I just – I'm not going to believe in Watson until I see what's it. What's going on with Kamara? No, it's the whole team's messed up right now. Detroit at Carolina. Detroit is favored by two and a half. Scary game. And it's like, you know, everyone's starting to really believe in the Lions. And this is typically when they let everyone down. Yeah. But, you know, not their best game against the Jets and bad weather against a great defense. Panthers are no slouches, but I like the Lions, man. Keep it going. Two and a half. Give me Detroit. 
Seven and seven. I think the Lions keep this train moving to get in those playoffs. So I'm gonna I'm with you. I'm taking the Lions. Oh, I love this I team right now. That up. Yeah. Might. All right. Since he at New England Patriots, since he's favored by three. You know, I'm sure Belichick's gonna be pissed after last week. I don't even want to know what he said to his players and Jacoby Myers after that. Bengals are hot. I don't care. I'm not scared of Belichick anymore without Brady. Give me Bengals minus three on the road in New England. Yeah, I think the Bengals are just too much to handle for New England. And I just think that <clears throat> the Bengals' defense is too much for New England's offense. I just don't think they'll be able to score much. And I'll take the Bengals with, the, uh, and I'll give the points. Buffalo at Chicago. Buffalo minus 8.5. I mean, I really think it's a smash spot for Buffalo. They're going to put up a lot of points. I really feel that. But Justin Fields puts up points in eight and a half. That's a lot. I like Buffalo getting hot right now. I'm going to go Buffalo, even though I love Justin Fields. Yeah, they covered the big spread last week against Philly. I don't think they cover it this week against Buffalo. I think uh, Buffalo will put them away. The Eagles kind of did, and then they, the Bears scored at the end of the game. So I think this will be a little bit different. I see the Buffalo winning this game by double digits. The surging yet still losing Houston Texans at the really slipping and falling Tennessee Titans divisional game. The Titans are favored by three and a half. Ah. Houston, I'm saying it. Really? Yeah. Give me Houston. It's the first time I picked them all year. I really just don't like what the Titans are doing right now. It's Malik Willis. You know, you know yeah, Derrick Henry, Henry runs all over the Texans. <laughs> they got to be hearing this narrative. They can't be scared of Malik Willis. They've been playing good ball lately and, and somehow putting up some points. I'm, Houston, I'm, even if they lose by crazy. three, no, even close. Man. No way. Vrabel's too good of a coach to, to, to let this slip out of your hands like that. Give me Tennessee all day. Game. Seattle at Kansas City. Kansas City's favored by 10. That's a lot. I mean, I'd love for Seattle's 10 points is a lot. And it's, I've already just crapped all over this Kansas City defense. Yeah, give me Seattle plus 10. I changed my mind. I'll take Seattle with the points too. This Kansas City's defense has just been not, they have not been good. And the, the middle of the field for them has been wide open. And, you know, Mahomes. You're just at everything is on him. So, but I still like Geno Smith. I, like I said, I don't think he's done anything to change the way you feel about him. Their defense is bad. That's going to be where this is going to come down to. But then again, so is Houston's. And I just think they'll be able to keep up within the 10 point spread. And Kenneth Walker's back too. So. Uh, yeah, Kenneth Walker's back. I, I see a high-scoring game for both teams, and that's why I'm taking the 10 and going with the Seahawks. Falcons at Ravens. Baltimore's favored at home by seven and a half points. I mean, I, I assume Lamar Jackson is playing in this game with that kind of spread. I don't believe in Desmond Ritter at all whatsoever, uh, I, even as a quarterback moving forward. But, you know, definitely not this week. But since when has Baltimore beat anyone by more than a touchdown? Atlanta's running the ball well. I love Atlanta plus seven and a half. Yeah, I I, I do too. Um, I just don't think the like you said the Ravens don't really big, win big. They don't. And if Lamar is coming back, you'd have to think that they're not really just going to run him out there like that. So yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take Atlanta with the points. 
Commanders at San Francisco. San Fran, minus seven. Touchdown's big, but, I mean, San Francisco, arguably the hottest team in the NFL right now. At home, yeah. Big cock Brock to the bank. What's the spread? Seven. Uh, oof, Niners minus yeah, damn home. Yeah, give me the Niners. I might lock this one up. I, I, I might lock that up too. Philly at Dallas. Dallas is minus four point five right now. The line is moving fast while all the speculations out there about Jalen Hurts. I'm kind of with you on what you said about the system and the rest of this roster. I'm loving that the line's jacking up because Jalen Hurts is out. I know Jalen Hurts is MVP and I love him. But Gardner Minshew, why can't he play well in this system on this team? Close division game. I'll take the Eagles without Hurts. Yeah, it's high. That's a lot of points. Just because Hurts is not playing doesn't mean the Eagles defense is, is not playing either. So I'm going to take the points with the Eagles and I'll take Minshew Mania. Minshew Mania. Las Vegas Raiders at the Steelers. Steelers, a home favorite, finally, as they should be, minus 2.5. Man, I mean, Pittsburgh's playing good ball lately. And the Raiders, you know, I don't... Yeah, what am I saying? I can't trust the Raiders. Okay, I got Pittsburgh minus 2.5. Yeah, this is the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Um, I'll take Pittsburgh. TJ Watt all day. (laughs) Green Bay at Miami. Miami favored by three and a half points. I mean, I don't know if you could call Green Bay surging, but they're they're winning games right now, and Miami's not. But they're home now. Hmm. I'll say Green Bay. Miami minus four. That's a lot of points. But Miami wins, but I don't think they're going to cover the four. I think the pack- three and a half. It's three and a half now. What I got on Fanduel. All right, well, I think whatever. I just think Green Bay will keep this close. I think they're starting to actually click with Rodgers and the young guys that they got over there. I think the Dolphins eke it out, though. Backdoor cover. Denver at the L.A. Rams. Denver is favored by two and a half. Put this one in the who cares category, but it's based on how these teams are playing right now. I guess I'll go Broncos minus two and a half. They could handle Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker came back to life, showed his true colors. He still sucks. Uh, too much of a defense for Broncos, uh, for Baker to overcome with the Broncos defense. I will take Denver. Hey, Patrick Sertain, Jr., welcome to the Pro Bowl. Pretty cool. I'm, I love that guy. Tampa Bay at Arizona. Tampa Bay minus 7.5. I know Arizona's terrible. But kind of like the Ravens, like since when has Tampa Bay been beating people by more than a touchdown? Even the terrible Cardinals. I don't like the game, but sure, I'll take seven and a half points. Give me Arizona in the desert. I think Trace McSurley's starting third string quarterback for Arizona. Penn State. Can he run? Can he do anything? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I'll take Tampa Bay. God, what a just chalk game for Tampa Bay to roll into their division title. LA Chargers at Indianapolis Colts. Chargers favored by four and a half. Colts are terrible. I mean, Chargers are hard to trust, but they've put a few together now. Everyone's healthy. They got to get hot now. They have to. Chargers minus four and a half. I love it. Lock it up, maybe. We'll see. 
I'll take the Chargers. I would lock it up, but I I just never ever locking them you, up. Well, you would never lock up. The you know, I did lock them up early in the year against Houston, and they almost blew that one, but they did cover it. So, yeah, there you go. All right, well, that was the Monday Nighter. So let's talk about our locks of the week. I'm looking at these games we just went through, and I'm going to take the one that you thought about because I want it. San Francisco minus seven at home against the Commanders. The commander season is over. They've had a fun year when they're playing mediocre teams. San Francisco, arguably the best team in the NFL right now. They're going to just absolutely demolish the commanders. I like them to get three turnovers in this game. Lock up San Francisco minus seven. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Buffalo Bills against Chicago. Uh, Big spread. It's an eight and a half point spread, but I just think the Bills are way too, way too much of a team for the Bears to handle. I know they're home, but Bills are used to that kind of weather, and I just, I don't think the Bears can will be able to sustain a close game similar to when the Bills played the Steelers early in the year. They blew us out pretty easily, so I don't forget those things. All right, Buffalo, San Fran, parlay them, play them individually. Follow us to the to the ticket window. And follow us on all your outlying shiz at NA Footballers on Twitter, at New Age Footballers on Instagram. More importantly, subscribe to the show. Drop us a line. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you like. And we'll keep coming. And we'll, we'll hit some more playoff teams next week, Dusty. Till then, we out. Top guys. Peace.